when I moved to Columbus in the late 1980s, the city suffered from a bit of an inferiority complex, an identity crisis. Uh, people would complain that uh, when you listed uh, Columbus as where you lived, you had to list Ohio, even though it was the capital of one of the largest states in the country. Uh, nobody knew who we were. And we needed a major league sports team. That's what we needed. And we got the Blue Jackets, and that helped a little bit. And we got the crew. We, of course, always have had Ohio State. The identity of the city suffered in comparison to uh, Indianapolis, where they built the Hoosier Dome, and then they tore it down and built uh, Lucas Oil Stadium. And Indianapolis seemed to take off, and Columbus just kind of seemed to uh, sit in neutral. And while some people bemoaned that, uh, I didn't mind because Columbus stayed kind of an undiscovered gem in my mind. You could land at Port Columbus, then uh, Port Columbus, now John Glenn International, at uh, 4 o'clock on a Friday afternoon and be home on the uh, west side of Columbus by 5.15, 5.30. Traffic wasn't bad. Uh, the 270-23 interchange was not a parking lot. And we were a very safe city. Well, now... Uh, we have all the things that uh, big cities have, and we don't need to suffer from big city envy anymore. Because, as the events of the weekend point out, uh, Chicago, New York have nothing on us. We have the uh, same kind of feckless, impotent Democratic leadership that spouts platitudes and empty words. Uh, we have a police chief who doesn't even care enough for the status of her office to show up Saturday morning for a press conference wearing a full uniform or even professional garb, but instead shows up in, I'm sure, uh, ripped jeans, ripped by a designer, probably cost quite a bit of money, but nevertheless do not convey that she's a serious person. And... Tombstone, Dodge City, any of the old West towns uh, that you grew up watching on uh, Western movies? I mean, that's who we are. And that's where we begin a Monday edition of the Bruce Hooley Show. With more of the same, uh, Thursday night, we had a, how old was she, 69-year-old woman shot in a drive-by shooting, 69 years old. And then... uh, Sunday night, we've had uh, two people, or at least uh, we have two people stabbed, uh, one stabbed to death. Uh, Those are the bookends on a weekend that included three shootings in the short north. You know the short north, right? The bastion of liberal accomplishment. We have taken the short north from what used to be an area back during my college days at Ohio State that nobody wanted to go to uh, because it was dangerous and uh, depressed. Well, now it's like the glowing example of liberal progress. We've got galleries, and we've got bars, and we've got pride flags galore, and we've got the short north just being, you know, a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful place. Except when gunfire is ringing out all over the place, as it was on Saturday morning. I laugh not because I don't take it seriously. I laugh at the absurdity of Mayor Andrew Ginther coming to the area on Saturday morning and saying all the things that uh, America's worst mayor, America's murder mayor, 
says whenever something like this happens. Would somebody please, some enterprising entrepreneur out there, please make a T-shirt with Andrew Ginther's face and a clown nose on it and underneath it print America's Worst Mayor? I bet you could sell a ton of those. I've thought about doing it. Probably not professional for a talk show host to do so. But if I was into that sort of thing, merchandising off my own show, I'd make that t-shirt in a heartbeat and sell as many as I could get in stock. America's worst mayor or mayor murder. Because Columbus has a higher murder capita per capita than Chicago and than New York. And it became so bad on Saturday morning in the wee hours of the morning while you were asleep at home, hopefully not in the short north where you had to dive under tables to avoid having bullets come through your apartment wall or restaurant. Well, yeah, I've counted four different businesses that had gunshots through their windows, including Hyde Park Steakhouse. That's a deterrent to business when you are successful enough to be able to afford to eat at Hyde Park Steakhouse, which is probably racist if you're that rich. And gunfire pierces a window? Yeah, that's not good for business. My guess is now if you want to eat at Hyde Park, you'll be headed to Dublin. They probably have locations elsewhere as well. And I don't mean to demean Hyde Park. It's a wonderful place. And they bought into Democratic vision for revitalizing the short north. And you know who else bought into Democratic visions revitalizing the short north? A guy named David Hoover. Here's David Hoover making his guest appearance, star appearance, with an intro from NBC4 over the weekend. After all the violence overnight, a longtime Short North resident is saying enough is enough. Enough. David Hoover woke up at 2.30 to what he first thought were firecrackers, possible celebrations of Cinco de Mayo. Mm -hmm. He soon realized what he heard was 30 to 40 gunshots on his street. Uh Uh-oh. He says he looked out the window, saw someone running down the road, but then went back to bed. When he went to leave his home this morning, police had taped off the street and asked him to stay inside. Mm. While he's not ready to say the short north isn't safe, he does want more accountability. Mm-hmm. I think it's overstepping and to say it's not a safe place to be. Any place at the wrong time any, anymore could potentially not be safe. There's a lot of crazy people out with guns now. Mm. But I would really like a more vocal mayor, a more vocal and engaged police chief really and it's infuriating i don't see anything happening it's infuriating david hoover says and he doesn't see anything happening and you know what david i think you're right my friend a google search turns up 67 year old david hoover of 845 north high that's the short north ladies and gentlemen and the google search says is affiliated with the Democratic Party. You don't see anything happening, David. You're right. Nothing's going to happen because you're going to keep voting for the murder mayor you put in office who brought in from Detroit, Michigan, his police chief, his assistant chief, his inspector general. No, nothing's going to change. Well, one thing might change. It might not become the exception for a citywide alert to be issued in the wee hours of a weekend morning for every police officer in the city, no matter where they are, to report to the short north. Because that's what happened Saturday morning. 
when somebody was shooting at police in the short north, and if you were in any part of the city and you were on duty or available, you were supposed to make it at breakneck speed to the short north. Such was the danger Columbus police were facing. I spoke to a Columbus police officer yesterday who's been with the department a significant number of years and was told that in that person's career, they could count, and you better believe I'm being careful not to disclose whether that person was male or female, they could count on the fingers of one hand the number of times such an order had been issued. Maybe that's what will change, David Hoover. You're not going to stop voting for Democrats. I'm quite sure of that. But maybe it'll become routine for police officers all over town to be called to the short north. Here's uh, America's worst mayor. Count the cliches in this one. This is the second time in a week where shots have been fired at our officers. And we as a community need to stand up Uh, and make clear that it is unacceptable uh uh, for folks uh, to target our officers. They're doing their very best to help keep us safe Mm -hmm. and protecting our neighborhoods throughout the city. Uh, And we need to hold folks accountable. Mm -hmm. Folks that are firing guns in our city, we need prosecutors, judges, everybody to step up and do their part. Our officers are doing their part. Mm. need the community to continue to offer tips and information so we can get violent criminals (laughs) off the street. What an absolute word nonsense salad that is. Now, Andrew Ginther went on to call for, of course, common sense gun control and um, noted that state and federal officials have to do more. Note who in there who doesn't have to do more? Local officials. They don't have to do more. Because he's a Democrat, so of course he's doing everything he can. Uh, this is laughably infuriating. And I don't mean to in any way convey that I don't, like a Democrat, take it seriously. I do take it seriously. So seriously that I have zero interest. Zero in going anywhere near downtown Columbus at any hour of the day, but particularly after the sun goes down. No interest. And businesses are going to suffer, and everyone's going to suffer because of that. So let's go through the chaotic scene in the short north on uh, the early hours of Saturday morning. There were three different shootings, three And we have three dead from those shootings. And, of course, uh, Mayor Andrew Ginther says completely and totally unacceptable. Uh, That kind of applies to his two-plus term or, yeah, I don't know how many terms he's been in. I think two. I think he's his third. I think he's going for another. Maybe he's had two. He's going for three. However it is, it's too many, but he's not going to lose because the city of Columbus keeps voting for this. The inner city neighborhoods where violence is routine, keep voting for this. He knows that all he has to do is spout his empty, unacceptable, talk about a little bit more expense in the name of equity and opportunity. By the way, did you see where the city of Columbus is getting $120 million from the federal government to assist with 
rent payments for the low income out there. State of Ohio is getting, by my calculations, over $220 million. And yet this week, Joe Biden says, you need to raise the debt ceiling without limitations. There's no place we can cut. Hmm. I'm sure that $120 million will be put to great use on all kinds of youth programs that will do nothing to solve the problem of violence in our city. Andrew Ginther wants to cure it with, guess what, gun control? Yeah, right. And he wants the community to stand together against gun violence. What does that even mean? Stand together against gun violence. Is anybody standing up for gun violence? Just the mere use of the term gun violence. Guns are not violent. (laughs) People are violent with guns. Guess what? People are violent without guns, too. We had a woman stabbed to death overnight. Um, I will eventually get to the fact that we had... uh, There's a certain serendipity to this, a certain sad serendipity. We had eight killed in a rampage at a Texas outlet mall with a gun. And in Brownsville, Texas, on Sunday morning, we had eight killed by a vehicle intent on slamming into migrants waiting for a bus. What does this prove? It proves that if people are bent on violence and want to kill someone or do violence or do harm, they will find a way and that you cannot stop them from doing it. And that doesn't mean that you should not try to stop them from doing it. But one way that you should maybe get back to trying to stop them from doing it is to severely penalize them for doing it. This morning we have protests in the New York subway, on the New York subway, people getting down into the subway to protest what they think is the strangulation death of Jordan Neely. Jordan Neely had 40 arrests. He broke the jaw of a 67-year-old woman. Do you think that maybe if anyone had cared about Jordan Neely's life before it ended? Because, and wait for it, he'll be under the influence of drugs as sure as I'm sitting here by the time they do the autopsy. And there's new video out that the Marine who restrained him also put him in a position to recover from being restrained and that Jordan Neely was still alive when the Marines stopped applying pressure in order to render him less of the threat than he was. But punishment for crimes, if that had happened, would Jordan Neely be alive? Punishment for crimes? Are we going to find out that the Texas mall shooter and the person who ran into the migrants had long criminal histories? Would you bet yes or would you bet no? I would bet yes. And I bet I'll be right. But back to the short north. Shots at 2.30 a.m. Saturday, 600 block of North High Street. I don't know if their business, uh, Max Cafe, is still uh, operating in the short north. I used to eat at Max Cafe. Great burgers. Unbelievable amount of fries and onion rings if you order that on the side. Strikes me that was in the 600 block of North High. May still be there. Hope you're all safe at Max Cafe. If so, I will not be darkening your door again at any hour of the day or night, because I don't want to get shot. Then when the officers arrived, they heard gunshots a short distance away and fired back. Now, you don't just hear gunshots a short distance away and fire back unless you are real sure they're firing at you. 
So officers show up and some idiot starts shooting at officers. Then an hour later, 3.30 a.m., 1400 block of St. Clair Avenue, we got five people with gunshot wounds. Two of them died. Then a third shooting, 4.40 a.m., 500 block of East Whittier, an argument, another person shot, another person dead. To which Andrew Ginther says, we need the state and federal government to step up and keep guns off the street. How about you step up and devote some of your youth basketball money to more investigation of gang activity online? which has become a huge problem in Columbus. The face of gangs, the recruitment for gangs, has changed from the old way, geographic territory, to now it's cyber-related. Real Kia boys, proof of that. What are the residents saying about this? According to the dispatch, a passerby named Kenneth on Sunday morning who declined to give his last name because he was concerned for his safety, Kenneth, a smart man, lives east of High Street, walking his dog before 10 a.m. He said this, Congratulate yourself on making what was once a safe city this kind of a city, Andrew Ginther. Apparently, Kenneth said, between the hours of midnight and 6 a.m., you don't want to be out here without a rifle. If I were younger, in my 20s, I'd be out at these places until 2 a.m., but I'm not going anywhere near here after midnight. Smart move. Then they talked to two people who live in the area who say we never know what to expect when we go out, especially when the weather gets nice. It's really unfortunate. Well, that's one way to put it. The couple said they've heard gunshots numerous times in the area and even had friends who had to dive under a table after hearing them while at an outdoor patio. Well, that certainly puts a crimp in the old party plans. The couple, I list my favorite sentence in all the stuff I've read. The couple who have lived in Columbus for two years said they are saving money to buy a house in Dublin to get away from the violence. Well, not if Andrew Ginther has anything to say about it, because the latest liberal euphemism is Dublin's racist because they don't have enough affordable housing. So sorry about it, young couple. You're saving your money to move to an affordable and safe neighborhood. The liberals want to make every neighborhood like downtown Columbus, like Linden. They're just... Spreading their love out into the suburbs, or you can't get away from it.